All right, it's Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Time for Shop Talk. Four minutes, we're going live with another episode. Good to see all you guys piling in after our little holiday break. Oh, entirely too much pie. My wife is a devil with making pie. We're ready to get this thing rocking tonight, man. Great guest. It's going to be an awesome show. Good to see you guys piling in. Tyler Ash in the house. Robin Higginbottom. Good evening, all. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving weekend. Make sure you throw up where you're from. We give you guys a shout out. Hit the like and share button so everybody knows all around the place that we're going live with Shop Talk in just three and a half minutes. Can I have your autograph? Oh, my goodness. Steve Henderson, reaching out from Washington. Big D in the house. Dennis Stauber, good to see you, man. Rolling into the holidays like, oh my God, I can't even believe it. I need a, I need a yell sound effect for that. Three minutes, we're going live with this one. Muskegon, Michigan in the house. Clovis, New Mexico. Moab. Oh, man, could I use some time in Moab right now? Leesburg, Florida. Lance Baxter, good to see you, man. Jason Sims. It has been a while since you've tuned in on Sundays. <laughs> Busy with your own show with the Motorcycle Cannibal Chronicles, man. Great show. If you guys don't tune into that Wednesday night, you need to check it out. Old bikes and people riding the coast-to-coast Motorcycle Cannibal. Tom Banks, are you kidding me? Tom's here tonight. Good to see you, dude. Two minutes, two minutes. We're going live with Shop Talk. Stick around. Terrence back. What is this? Okay, so I'm assuming you're tuning in from Choppertown. Shop Talk's a little show we do every Sunday night. We do some news, some information, have a guest or two. It's 90 to 120 minutes, all the bullshit we can fit. About two worlds, two wheels, two worlds. My world, your world, I don't know. <laughs> two wheels, choppers, shit like that. We talk a little shit and talk a little shop. Stick around, maybe you dig it. One minute, 31 seconds, and we're going live. Torrenum PA, Josh Boggs. You're a neighbor. Hell, you come over to the studio. get over to holiday blues 30 seconds left it's time to pull this one out of the station get it up on the tracks go live with another episode of shop talk here we go
Okay, scooter tramps and chopper jockeys all across the land. It's exactly 9 p.m. Exactly 9 p.m. Exactly 9 p.m. Can you say that for me? Hell has frozen over. <laughs> it's official. <laughs> That's a little inside joke because I am never on time. But tonight, Shop Talk is going live on time. We're ready for a fantastic show. Thanks for joining us. I'm Chris with Cycle Source Magazine. Here in the Cycle Source Magazine World Headquarters, 50 floors below the street level in the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio. And, uh, man, we got a great show coming up tonight. I'm going to bring the crew in. What's going on, crew? Hey. For Christmas, I want an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> Tired of walking them down them damn fifty steps. No, fifty floors. Actually, I know what I want for Christmas. They finally have an official slide for your stairs. Like oh when we were my. kids, it was just a piece of cardboard, but now it's plastic. That's what we and need you can to do. Connect them and make it as long as you want. I want a slide for the stairs. We need to encourage people to be fat, fat, useless bastards. That's it. Well, but no, we need to encourage join the kids to. People to stay young and have fun. Oh, is that what it is? Because you still have to walk back up the stairs. <laughs> Remember, things don't heal as fast as they did 20 no years shit. ago. Oh, shit. Right? What but happened? it would still be fun. Oh, it would be fun. I hey, enjoy watching people hurt themselves. But listen, we are officially into the holiday season. This is it. This oh, is boy. Decorated the boy. Decorated the studio tonight and everything, man. We're, we're ready. Mark, you ready? Shut up. <laughs> you know, people ask Remember, me. Remember, I come from a big family. I'm never ready for the holidays. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Freaking mayhem. Oh my god! So the food's good though. The world of motorcycling just keeps clicking on, in spite of all the lockdowns and COVID and all that shit, man. I'm seeing all these great garage builds happening, and guys are doing stuff, and it's killer. Keep it up. Keep the keep community together. That's kind of what the theme of the show is going to be tonight. Um, community? If the community. It is a community. community. It's a community. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to... Uh, we're going to take a minute here, and someone at the very beginning of the show said, "What? It, what is this? So if you're tuning in from Chopper Town, it's the first time you're checking out Shop Talk. We've been doing this for some, somewhere in the neighborhood of a five years minutes. now. And, has uh, it been that long? It has. It has. It's been a while. So do you remember your first episode? I do. I, do. I remember the first couple. It was with a couple. cell phone, and you could share the video screen on Facebook and that's, that's when, all it was. When you Facebook shared it first with started that, it was great. Yep. I remember you pooping yourself just thinking about going on and doing it that day. Yeah. Oh. And then tech, the more technology grew, you're like, I have to learn how to do this. I have to learn how to do this. And I was like, I'm going to kill you. Oh my God. I know because it wasn't, it wasn't nice in the beginning. It really wasn't like me and technology and a hammer most times. You wouldn't you wouldn't believe it with all this bullshit that I'm doing, but so real quick, wait a minute. Austin Wilkinson has a question. What's the best way that I can learn more about how to work on my Harley? And I think like everybody would answer that. Find your local graybeard and ask questions. There you go. Who taught you all that good shit, Blondie? Oh no, some graybeard. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this one. Jesus. Talk no, about gray beard. Don't do it. Don't do a damn thing. It's not gray. I painted it for Christmas. <laughs> trying to. I'm getting. Uh, I'm getting some Grecian formula. I want to be like Pat Patterson when I grow up. 
Grecian. It was his birthday today, right? Yeah, yeah. Happy gonna, birthday, Captain Ledsled. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Ledsled. Captain Ledsled. That might be Jeff Forty. If you guys haven't uh, taken the opportunity, make sure you hit Ledsled up on uh, on Facebook or Instagram and give him a happy birthday. Pat Patterson is is turning old as the rest of us today. Oh, yeah. So, um, shop talk. He's not, what, he's not your age, is he? No. no well, he's right behind I mean, us. I don't mean to sound what, incredulous, but... He acts like he's twelve. Incredulous was a good. Well, mentally, that was he a is good twelve. Save. He, yeah, yeah, mentally, he is. He is he's celebrating twelve today. <laughs> That's what he's doing. But if if this is the first time tuning into Shop Talk, we do this every Sunday, nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's uh, you know, a little bit of entertainment, a little bit of information, and we usually start the whole thing off with a program we like to call the news. Look, I'm totally not ready tonight. Can you tell? But you were it's, on it's just, time. I, I know, what but happened? I don't know. First up in the news, and this is from is the it cause Daily. You were, it's because you were on time. Look, man, let me run the show for a minute. <laughs> I'm trying to get to the news. This is the professional part, damn it. You're supposed There's to be, a professional party? There is. When? What? Wow. This in from the Daily Interlake. Send a memo for that. Daily Interlake. Motorcycle Master opens new Kalispell shop. Hawk Lachey with Hades, his 1946 Harley-Davidson knucklehead chopper at Vintage Technologies in Kalispell on Tuesday, November 24th. Uh, you guys well familiar with Hawk and his work, and we just wanted to put this up to give him a little shout-out for his official opening with all the bad stuff that you're hearing about through COVID and, you know, every, everybody reporting on the businesses that are closing. We want to give him some props for for opening something up and doing something good in these times. Good for you, bros. I get so excited lately when I hear about new places opening. I think more so this year than ever before. And I mean, Hawk's not new to the business. I mean, he's had a shop, Vintage Technologies. We've watched him do some great things. But the fact that he got a new location and it yeah. made his local news, I get so excited for that because I think for me it's just – Especially after 2020, it's that little bit of hope. After 2020, it's still 2020. Well, well listen, we're all I'm looking. To we're get looking, out of, we're get looking to the end, baby. We're looking to the end. <laughs> oh. All right. So, listen. Next up in the news, uh, this is coming in from the Rapid City Journal. Um, Kid Rock to perform at Buffalo Chip for 2021 Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. Talk about things getting back to normal. Boom! There it is. Kid Rock performs at Buffalo Chip in 2018 during the 78th annual Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. Rock will return to the Buffalo Chip's Wolfman Jack stage August 8th, 2021 for the 81st annual rally and the 40th anniversary of the campground. What I want to know, though, is is Snoop coming back? I don't know. I hope so. That'd be awesome. The D-O-double-G. I'll take both of them in one shot. If Snoop comes back, I will actually go see it this year. Right? Definitely, definitely. Listen, we were all talking shit about that. We are like, really, Buffalo Chip going to bring Snoop Dogg? And everybody that was there said it was off the hook. Probably one of the best shows I've ever seen. Snoop Snoop Dogg and Lincoln Park and Corn. One of the best shows ever. Corn? I like corn. They all played at the same time. All three bands on stage at the same time. It was freaking Really? Yep. It was it was amazing. Really good show. I almost want to title this next one Batshit Crazy News, but it's really not crazy. (laughs) This is coming in from Visor Down. Pioneers of Progress, a video, no, excuse me, survey finds motorcycles safest. <laughs> See, I'm one, of, I'm one of those news guys that any shit wow. you put in front of me, I could read. Survey finds motorcycles safest mode of transportation during COVID-19. 
Yeah. <laughs> Survey of 300 people has revealed that motorcycles are the public's preferred choice of COVID-19 travel. That and a bubblegum wrapper. I like bubblegum like bubble too. So, I think some week I'm going to make up like a news piece and just put it there and just <laughs> Dude, that's so fantastic. You're such a rotten shit. You would do it too. Oh, be good. seriously though. Honestly, I used to do that when I worked for the doctors. I would do their transcription and I would just put random stuff in there to make sure they read it. It didn't always go so well. All right, let's let's get the one more news piece. Well, I just hope somebody can on. get a prescription of a chicken breast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so this is coming in from USA Today. Harley Davidson back in the news hires its first female CFO and ex Tyson's food executive. So let's examine the lineup right so now. We have, we have Puma. Puma. We have Tyson. Tyson. There was the Campbell's food guy. I don't know if he's still there or not. No, he got he got he get chicken for <laughs> <laughs> he got let go for going against community standards. Oh, oh. so here's in in this particular instance, in case you haven't worked with a female CFO, you have to change or manage your expectations of what those three letters stand for. It now stands for God. because we have a we have a female CFO here. <laughs> I, I'm 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 waiting with bated breath to hear this. <laughs> oh, I Never have mind. a few. Never mind. Say them. Mm. You can forget about all that other <laughs> shit you wanted to do with the company money. You you can forget right. about all that other shit. Well. Like I'll never forget the first time I looked at you, Chris, and said, "What's the ROI?" And you went, "Yeah." Excuse me. <laughs> so. This this uh, originally starts at the Milwaukee Sentinel. Harley Davidson Corporation has hired its first female chief financial officer, a former executive from Tyson Foods. A Milwaukee-based motorcycle maker said in a news release that Gina Goder would become its CFO September 30th. Goder will help lead a company that has been dealt a tough blow during the coronavirus pandemic and associated economic downturn. Harley reported a loss of $92 million in the three-month period that ended in June 30th. Its U.S. retail motorcycle sales fell 27% in the corner, the steepest decline in the last six years. She definitely has her work cut out for her, but yeah. like I said, well, you, know, I mean, you can't argue with a, with a woman running the book. CFO can't help stop making stupid decisions though you'd be surprised you know you'd be surprised well, i mean in the, in the sense of like you know what's she gonna knock on the door and tell them hey let's start advertising towards the people that actually buy our damn motorcycles well it it the, the buck like literally like they say the, the buck, buck stops the buck here. stops there, stops there you know yeah. like that's the person that has to make that you know make the final call on where they're spending the money so well, i mean i wonder Rob Nussbaum asks, you know, says, yeah, but does she ride? It used to be. <laughs> what? Well, no, it used to be, and I don't know if it still is. Up until just a you few years to. ago, if you worked at Harley-Davidson Corporate, you had to either already ride a motorcycle or immediately right. take the rider training course and ride a motorcycle. It wasn't an option. Yeah, and the, and these days, nobody's, I don't, you know, I don't even know if anybody's really asking the question anymore. This is um so it's like clubs. This is coming in from uh <laughs> motopenis.com. Hello. I said penis, not penis. Mot but motopenis.com would be that's probably that, kill. That's pretty that's good. That's probably kill. Right? <laughs> yeah, <boy. laughs> Somebody hurry up and get that shit. 
website, and you're going to use your chicken choker knob. Oh, God. B- check this shit out. BSA Motorcycles will return in 2021. Nice. BSA pr- to produce motorcycles again after almost 50 years. Fans of classic motorcycles around the world will be very happy to hear that another classic British motorcycle marquee will be back from the grave. India's classic legend, CL, the company responsible for bringing back Jawa and Yezdi, has announced that they will begin production of BSA motorcycles starting next year. You know, this is funny that this news is coming right after last week when we talked about Harley, Harley. pulling out of India. Yeah. You know, this this company's launching another another killer brand, and I mean, man, if you uh, if you consider like that that Continental six fifty that I right. keep raving oh. about, the Royal Enfield, yep, it's it's gonna be bikes like that. So I'm I'm yep. excited to see what they come up with, man. It'll be cool for sure. So with that, we're gonna take a little break from the news. Um, we have uh, exciting guests to get to tonight. Uh, any of you guys that have followed the the Greasy Dozen and and uh, are a fan of podcasts will be or be real into that. But for two seconds here, we're going to take a break and hear from one of our sponsors real quick. Don't go anywhere. You're watching Shop Talk. We'll be back in two minutes. Promise you, two minutes. The absolute favorite thing for me about riding is the freedom and the power. It cost me so much money to get a car that is half as fast. I've been riding ever since I was three and a half. So my dad got me uh, riding when I was very young. I started on dirt bikes, and then later I got into street bikes. When I, as soon as I turned 16, I got my first FJ600. I loved it, it was great. Now I have a 2007 Triumph Speed Triple. It's kind of a Street Fighter look. There's not really any fairings on it, and that's what I like about it. When I'm riding, just to hear that pipe and uh, that wind in my face, it's, uh, it's like nothing else. My name is Charlie, and I'm a Dennis Kirk rider. appreciate all our sponsors here um starting with of course right above us dennis kirk we're in the dennis kirk motorcycle studio they help us bring you shop talk every week but while we're doing the show if you want to look right above here anybody that's in that in that logo roll up there one way or another is helping put this show on so make sure you give them a hit um we definitely want to welcome some of our biggest supporters tonight uh i already saw that let me get that site up (laughs) Lisa Ballard's on with us, and we wanted to give you a big thanks for everything you've done for us all year long with Chop Cult. Of course, our uh, our partners over at Chopper Town. Um, if you have these long winter days ahead, and you've already spent most of Netflix like the rest of us, head over to Chopper Town. They got biker movies and series and shows like this for days. So 
they'll help keep you busy through the winter months. Um, speaking of keeping busy through the winter months, <laughs> right? <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking at the comments. David Hallmark, Slick Production, interested to know what you're using to switch the video. Better production than the Tyson fight last night. Wow. <laughs> so who watched the Tyson fight? First of all. I did. First, like two uncles fighting at the backyard party. Snoop Dogg had the comment of all time. That was the greatest shit if you didn't see it. So here, here let's set the stage. 54-year-old Tyson. 51-year-old, what the hell's his name? Hold on. Because that's kind of... Drawing a blank, and I haven't watched the after, after Roy, Roy Jones. Yeah, yeah, Roy Jones Jr. I know his name. I just want to say that because the performance that he put on was like an old-ass sack of potatoes hanging on to a ferocious <laughs> fighter still at 54. Tyson was on his game, dude. Like, he looked like any minute he could have killed Roy Jones Jr. I almost think it was really hard for him to hold back because he... Oh. You knew his instinct wanted to kick Bite in. Bite his ear off? <laughs> Oh. Dude, every time, every time they were hanging together, I was like, "Don't bite him, Mike! Don't bite him!" <laughs> I know, right? But Snoop Dogg had the <clears throat> line of all lines last night. They started into it was like probably probably close to the end of the first round or into the second round. He said, "This is like watching two of my uncles at the barbecue." He said, "Meet me in the backyard. I'm tired of this bullshit." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was yeah. good. It was good. But it was really good to watch. I mean, you know, man, a champion is a champion still in their heart no matter what their age is. And, uh, boy, those two guys proved it, it regardless of me busting balls for old Tyson's Roy Jones. a loaded gun, boy, I'm telling you. Whew. I'd almost put him up against anybody still yeah, at this buddy, point. I wouldn't fight him. Mm-mm. Nope. No, I'd have no interest. So, hey, man, listen, uh, moving on with the show, our guest this evening, uh, like I said if you've been following the Greasy Dozen, you've experienced his motorcycle. And uh, let's not forget that when we put up the vote for this year's, or the nominations for this year's um, Best of Awards for Cycle Source Magazine, every year we do nominations one month and then followed by the vote the next month. We got such a flood of nominations for the uh, Low Life Chopper podcast that it was it was ridiculous. Like at one point I gone on and I said, okay, look, do you have any other nominations? There's like 53 other categories. Do you have any other nominations? But guys were just flooding us with nominations for this podcast. So we we're like, man, we got to get this cat on and uh, and talk to him. So, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together and help me welcome to the show the uh, the man himself, Loctite. What's up, man? What's going on? So, dude, you have some ravenous followers. We did. We didn't have that nomination <laughs> thing up for two minutes, and they were like, "Low Life Chopper Podcast, Low Life Chopper Podcast." I said, "Yeah, okay, I got it." And they were like, "No, man, really, Low Life Chopper Podcast? Are you yeah. listening to me?" <laughs> and we're like, "It's yeah, the these guys. These guys get out of control fast." That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. So, really appreciate you being here tonight. Um, super big fan of the bike that you built for for the greasy dozen this year let's um let's talk real quick and introduce you to everybody tell everybody where you come from and 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 what you do uh all right so uh i'm loctite uh co-host of low laptop podcast um i am out of epic new hampshire uh originally from mass but uh migrated here so that's where i'm at now so uh pre-show you and heather were were talking about the the locality and uh and the fact that she's, she's was was for a long time almost neighbors with you, 
That probably yeah, makes her feel yeah, good because me, me and Mark overwhelm her with Pittsburgh from time to time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so great. It's nice to hear somebody talk normal for a change. Seriously. Somebody talk with marbles in their mouth. Is that what you said? Yeah, and we're saying that from Pittsburgh. Are you kidding me right now? Right, Have you listened when I to first moved uh, here from Pittsburgh, from Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Chris literally needed to translate for me. I'm like, what did he say? I don't know that word. Right on. So tell us a little tell us a little bit about the Low Life Chopper podcast. What makes what makes that tick? What makes it so important to people? Because I, I'm not joking about the the ferocity of the people that are behind you. Uh, so in my opinion, I think uh, the reason that our show took off so fast is because when we started this, Greece and I, uh, which is my, my brother who started the show with me, um, we were just two guys that were literally starting our first ever builds. Um, both of us started our builds in a basement with literally, all I had was tools from, I used to be a mechanic on uh, an auto mechanic. Um, so both of us just had like their bare minimum and had no idea what the hell we we're doing. And uh, I just think people related to that and it's easy for them to hit us up and ask us stuff because they know we've been in the same place. Yeah, right on. One of the things that I, that I like about the, uh, the podcast is it's, it's extremely raw. I mean, like you guys, you guys don't go a second between thinking about something and saying it and everything, everything's on the table. Yeah, I would say uh, sometimes I feel like that's a downfall that we have because uh, we all, like we'll get we have like this little meeting beforehand and we're like all right this is gonna be the bullet points of what we're gonna try to get to and we'll start with like what wheels I'm gonna use on my shovel head build and next thing I know we're talking about where pandas originated it's it's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> but that's the greatest dude that's I like pandas right. And that's like the shit that goes on with us in the shop. You know, I mean, that's that's part of what I think is is so relatable about it. Well, because we start working on a bike and then we end up at Wendy's. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. <laughs> Got to keep fat kids happy. Right. Yeah. On. I mean, I, like you said, that, that's like what goes on in shops. And I feel like that's what people dig about. It. It's like when you listen to the show, it's pretty much. And it, there's so many people have written in and said it's like when they listen to the show, it makes them feel like they're sitting in the garage just shooting the shit with their homies. Well, you know, and it's funny too. We say that over and over again, and it's a point that you can't illustrate enough for the, you know, for the motorcycle industry, is the fact that this whole thing starts and ends with two guys over a beer talking about the perfect motorcycle and and every other crazy shit that they come up with. But that's really, you know, when we were in pre-show and you were talking about, you know, what the scene is like up in the the, the northern northeast now, and how it's, you know, so much more of it has gone back to the garage builders like that's you know that's there's always been a special place where that exists and always will i mean i think that's where the heart and soul of this lives yeah uh i would agree and like i was telling you guys pre-show um before me and greece started the low life chopper podcast we and everybody says it but it felt like we we're literally on an island we knew not one other person that was uh riding or building choppers and uh Pretty much the only thing that we had was due to our ignorance was uh chop coal. and we would talk to guys on there and uh that's pretty much where we would get our chopper fix and then um yeah we started the show and it was like mind-blowing how many other guys were just like crammed in their parents basement or like in a friend's garage and just building these bikes that literally live within 
an hour of us. Yeah. Yeah. And things was- like now we talk to like we got homies in um, Australia that we talk to weekly and like people in Africa and um, the Netherlands. It's it's absolutely insane. Yeah, that's definitely one of the greatest things about technology now. But even, you know, even back to what you were saying about about the area up there, when we first started doing Laconia, because that was, you know, that was the, the big thing up in in the New Hampshire area. But when we started doing that, we, you know, we'd start out with shows and there'd be a dozen or so bikes. And it seemed like year after year that when we were doing it, they started coming out of the woodwork more and more to where like, man, the antique crowd and, you know, the chopper guys that we're meeting. Because originally, like I was telling you earlier, the only guys we knew up there were Acme choppers. You know, once we started meeting some of the cats that were just that were just doing it, that didn't have a shingle up or anything, it really gave us an appreciation for how much of an underground current there is. Right. Do you know why? Uh, you know Rudy? Yes. Yes, dude. I love Rudy. He's, He's got that. Uh, it's tonight. a black flathead. Yep. We actually featured that in the magazine. Yeah. So Rudy is. Rudy was like my mentor when I first started all this. Rudy was the one who oh, helped right me um, hardtail my first uh, sports, the, the stepchild. No shit. Yeah. Rudy, yeah. Rudy, he, like, uh, he pretty much brought me into this world and just taught me all kinds of shit. And then from there, I just kept going with it. And now it's. I'm sure you can see in the background, it's literally taking my life over. <laughs> That's awesome. you know the- we have a question from somebody on YouTube. He wants to know how long did you wait before you decided to open up your own shop and what were your main challenges? Um, so I've only been building full bikes. I started the stepchild four years ago. Um, and opening the shop kind of was like an accident um i knew that i needed my own shop like i said i was working in my dad's basement and uh so i went and rented this three-bay garage that i have now and i was commuting up to melrose up in boston and working on my buddy uh fat man custom motors i was working in his shop twice a week and so from there he was like dude your shop's way bigger than mine um there's not as much competition down there how do you feel about me closing this down and moving up to New Hampshire and we'll just open something up at your place. So I didn't really have too much time to think about it. I was like, yeah, I mean, he's been doing it for three years successfully. So fuck it, let's do it. And, uh, that, yeah, just pretty much we jumped straight in and I mean, it doesn't pay the bills full time, but it definitely puts money on the table to be able to build these bikes. Yeah. Right on. Well, that was, uh, you know, you were you were talking again in pre-show about how the uh, the service and and the the general maintenance and stuff how that's kind of become the go-to again. But that was for for motorcycles for a lot of us that have been doing this for a long time. That was always the way. Like you you used to wait and save to get to actually do that build, man. Like it was it was not the thing that you know it's become where everybody's waiting for your new shit every year. Everybody wants to see what right. would you build this year? Would you build this year? That was really uncommon back then. Yeah, and I feel like that, I feel like it kind of sucks now because now you do have that pressure. It's like when you build, like when I built the Stepchild, um, that was my first full ever, like full ground up build. And before I was like even done enjoying it, people were hitting me up and like, so what's next? And I was like, well, shit, I didn't know I had to have a next that fast. <laughs> right. So then I built the Shovelhead the year after. And uh, now it's like, 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I love building, but it's like now I feel like I have to put out something every year <laughs> to keep people interested. Well, there's the there's the other side of that. Like you said, the enjoyment part. The enjoyment part is taking that thing out, doing some miles with right. it. You know, going to going to shows, going to parties. Like that's that's the whole other half of it. Yeah, that's. I th I think some sometimes that's the downfall of uh, the information age, man. With with Instagram and social media in general, like everything goes so fast, and everybody has so much exposure and so much access. That it's next, 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 everything, you know, right? Music, motorcycles, whatever. I agree. But uh, to like back up a little bit to like what you were saying, um, for that guy that asked the question on YouTube. Um, so, yeah, I in this shop, I cannot just do builds and make money because that doesn't like 90% of the guys that are in the choppers are building choppers. Um, you do get the guys that are like, I just want a chopper, I don't know how to work on them, so build one for me. but 90% of the revenue out of the shop is doing like oil changes and clutches and like heated hand, uh, hand grips on a road glide. Like that's the kind of, that's what makes money. Yeah. Amen. Oh, you ask any old guy, ask any old guy that's been working on these things forever and has had shops. Building bikes doesn't make your nut, you know, the service, no. the, the small stuff that is tire what changer. kicks it. Yeah. I mean, that's where your money's yep. at. So, and then you get a parts line and, stuff like that but in all reality the builds almost kill you because you dedicate so much of your time to doing something fabulous or off the charts that you end up losing track of the four or five guys bikes you need to get out there so yeah you, you exactly. spend way too much time on a paint job and forget you know, four guys need to ride their bike <laughs> yeah. on saturday yeah and luckily for me um like i said i'm in uh business with one of my good friends uh fat man and luckily for me he is very good at um anything to do with any hard it doesn't matter what year it is he doesn't mind doing maintenance he doesn't mind he can do a clutch and like i'm telling you record time it's ridiculous so it's good to have somebody like him to be in business with because he keeps that shit straight yeah um he doesn't let me just take in all this fab work that's not going to make us money because it's going to take me six months to do it <laughs> so there's another question that we have here from uh Where's this coming in from? Uh, YouTube, Bruce Miller. Me and my buddy Cody are opening up a shop in the Rapid City, Rapid City area on Monday. Super excited to work with him. He got his first place for best paint job at the Buffalo Chip. Any advice for us? Um, I would say, and I so I don't I don't want to like get it twisted. I don't do the shop full time. I do have another job, but I would say just be prepared to not be a rock star out of the gate because it's not going to happen. Amen. <laughs> um, it's going to take Amen. a while to, yeah, it's going to, it's going to take a while to build that clientele. Plus you have to think of the other shops that are already in the area. Um, and before we got started getting a lot of work here, I was doing stuff for half the price. Like, cause I don't have an overhead. My shop, I pay $500 a month. So my shop is very cheap so I can work cheaper. And I would say just be prepared to be doing that. I'd say don't get discouraged. You know, it's, it's not yeah, going to be easy. That, yeah, that's a keep, huge keep one. Your, yeah, keep your head to the grindstone. Just keep pumping the work out. Get your name out there. It's the most important thing. Quality. Yeah, Quality and work. also be okay. I think it's uh, also, you have to be okay with not having a lot of time to work on your own shit. Yeah, right, exactly. Your bike doesn't have to run. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Mark, Mark, <laughs> let, yeah. let's let's talk about the shovel head. Well, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of you have stepchild, well, I've been building either, which we haven't really made the name of, or uh, 
you know, got deep in it. But it's either going to be deadbeat dad or um, or, or uh, uh, child support, one or the other. So when that's done, I've only been working on it for, what, 20 years? Yeah. So when it's done, we're going to have to take that for a ride with stepchild. But so. it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Dude, it is. We got so many cool things. If I can just get enough duct tape to get it all together, it'll be so badass. Uh, you know, one of the uh, one of the things that we're talking about here tonight, though, is a low life chopper podcast, and that's the other side of this that you know guys don't understand. I think when they come in, it's like you said about be prepared to not be a rock star. The other part of it is be prepared to be part of your community. Yeah, you know, a lot of the stuff that you guys are doing with a show like that yes. is really about community. You know, and I mean that yeah. that goes so hands in hand. That's one thing that we. Yeah, that that's one thing that we like strive for with our show. Um, so we have a Patreon, and we do very well with the Patreon. Um, our show is completely free; people have uh, the option to join the Patreon. But um, with the Patreon, we take zero money. Greece and I have never made one dollar off our podcast in three years, and uh, we just take that money and we buy shit or make stuff and give it away to our uh, people that listen. And uh, like last year, we uh, flew two people out to Deadbeat Retreat. Um, we paid for everything the entire week. I gave them all new camp gear. Um, one of the kids couldn't make it. So it was a huge storm in Texas. Uh, the other guy flew out of, I don't even remember. We started saying Memphis. It's somewhere else, not Memphis. But um, yeah, flew him in for the weekend. And just that's pretty much what we do is we try to build the community, get people talking and the people that are afraid to like you guys say, go and talk to a gray beard because they're intimidated, can listen to the show and write into us. And it's like a, I mean, we still talk shit to people. That's a, that's a given. That's part of the chopper scene. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much like what we strive for is just keep people talking, keep people connected. So uh, you, you mentioned the deadbeat retreat. Tell, tell everybody about that a little bit. What's your, what's your connection with that? Um, so the deadbeat retreat, uh, it's weird because like we really did not have a connection with Deadbeat Retreat. Um, Steve, the owner of Deadbeat Customs, um, he's originally from Mass. He's from Tuxbury, Mass. And uh, our first ever show was the weekend after Deadbeat Retreat. So our first show was solely about Deadbeat, and the story was ridiculous. We got stuck in a rain, ended up sleeping in a graveyard. Um, it was crazy, and ever since then, it was just like became a thing where everybody wanted to know what was going on at deadbeat. And then people started coming in from Canada and all over the United States. And it's pretty much just like the raddest two day camp out. Um, and especially now the new spots at Fiddlehead Maine, right on the Saco river. Wow. And it's literally just a weekend of complete shit show. Um, so it's, it's like kind BMR of been like our home show. <laughs> yeah. North BMR. So that, that pretty much like came like our home show. And like, no matter what's going on, we're going to hit that show. Yeah. We got to get to that. We got to get yeah, to that for sure. It, I, I'm telling you, I tell everybody it's worth the ride. We were supposed to have a correspondent there and dude totally flaked on us. So if you know anybody that wants to write a story for yeah, me, I want to write, I want to write a story for you about it. Take my ass. <laughs> hey, uh, you guys should definitely reach out to Chopper Fisher. He uh, actually is going to be writing some stuff for Chop Cult as well. Oh, right on. Oh, right on. Hook me up. You have my number. Yeah, I'll tell him to give you guys a call. So you were telling me the story about uh, 
about how you got this started and the fact that that Greece was not entirely down for the idea of oh my god of doing this to begin with. It took me so a little backstory real quick. Um, so I never had Instagram. I never had. I never. I didn't even know what the hell a podcast was. Um, Greece was like, look, if you're gonna be building fucking choppers, you need to be on Instagram. Apparently, that's like a qualification. <laughs> and <laughs> he's like, you need to listen to Riders on the Norm. And uh, for anybody that doesn't know who that is, that's Big Scott who puts on the War Run, and Wes who owns Custom Destruction. And so I was like, cool, help me download this. And so he got me on Stitcher or something. And at the time, I was working in a fab shop and just using breaks all day. So I could have my headphones in. And I listened to, I think, like 90 episodes in like two weeks. And immediately I was hooked. And so I went to him. We went on a camper trip, just me and him on the choppers. And I'm sitting there talking to him like, dude, we need more of this. And at the time, again, from my ignorance, I didn't know about Danger Dance podcast. Um, I'm like, the people need this because yeah. I felt like I was just chilling in the garage. I feel like people still want that connection. And he just looks me dead in the eyes. He's like, well, good luck with it. And uh, if you want me to come on sometime, just let me know. <laughs> and I'm like, no, that that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it took me about a month to finally convince him. And uh, after Deadbeat and the story that we had, and he was like, yeah, let's do it. And here, now we're working on three years. That's great, man. That's great. And you yeah. know, I, I love like, and I'm sure you can say the same thing for being in this and doing this. I love the fact people will ask us all the time, you know, oh, do you see such and such is starting a thing? You know, doesn't that make you upset? And I'm like, hell no. Hell no. I want yeah. I want more of this because I do have that community mindset. And I understand that, like, if we're excited about this, people from the outside are looking in. That's how that's how this whole thing grows. You know what I mean? So right. watching watching guys like you guys and Dan and the the different the different shows that we listen to. I love I love Dan. I love Dan's irreverence to everything, man. I love it. And like Dan's a gnarly ass dude. Right? He really <laughs> He's a gnarly is. dude. Yeah. Um, so I actually reached out to Dan. Um, I reached out to Wes from Eyes on Norm and Dan um, right as we started this. And I remember talking to Dan. I'm like, look, I know you've been doing this for a while. Um, do you have any advice? And he was like, don't set a day on when you're going to release it. And I was like, well, shit, we already told everybody we're going to release it every Friday. Yeah. And he's like, okay. <laughs> he's like, uh, and just keep it fun. He's like, if you're not having fun, it's not worth doing. And that's been like our motto. Like if we get sick of doing this and we feel like it's a burden to come up with like content, then it doesn't make sense to do it. Yeah. And you know, just, just like the magazine, because once upon a time when the magazine was still like kind of on the on the east coast when we were moving to not nationwide distribution i was like man i thought you know we went from we'd have one or two feature bikes a month one or two tech articles then we were going to five feature bikes and three tech articles and two you know two party stories and i was like man what are we like it's going to get hard to come up with content and about 18 years later I'm still not having a hard time coming up with content. So yeah. I think that. Well, you could probably you, go back 17 years and see some content people sent you to use 17 years ago. So. <laughs> but yeah, you never run, you never run out of stuff, man. Cause there's just, there's so much, there's so many cool ass stories. Like you were talking about Rudy. Rudy is one of my favorite people on the planet because he is exactly yep. the kind of guy that we look for to feature bikes in the magazine on. 
You know what right. I mean? Like Rudy was Rudy for all we knew, he pulled into the show. He was just a guy that had a you know, had a bitch and bike, but you could tell that that was a love affair he had with that motorcycle for a very long time. That he was doing little but, things to it and like he loves that motorcycle and he was so humbled that we were just into writing a story about him, man, and that makes it all worthwhile. Yeah, I so I've worked side by side with Rudy, like I said, and the level of like dedication and time that he puts into his build is <laughs> absolutely mind blowing. Like everything to the T has to be exactly how he pictured it or he'll start completely over. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. That's good shit. Yeah. So um being being from the being from the upper northeast, you know, like we talk about it's it's coming up real quick here. This is our favorite time of the year because it gets us off of the road for a little bit. We get back into the shop. We get to do, you know, a bunch of shit that we love here. But you guys have an extended winter season. Is it, at least seven months. Oh, dude. And how, <laughs> like, does it does it get crazy? Do you get super cabin fever? Even even being a shop guy, like, towards the end, uh, you're like, okay, that's, I've had enough. <laughs> it gets really tough. Um and you can see it like already right now. Um, snow hasn't even flown up here yet. And you can reach out to some of the guys that we roll with all summer and they won't even answer their phone. They're already like, fuck everybody. And <laughs> it gets it gets real weird up here. People turn to like real weirdos once snow time comes. Um, but we try to break it up. We do a lot of like garage nights and um, and like our garage nights usually have nothing to do with work on motorcycles. We just all gather in somebody's garage and drink and play CeeLo and just shoot the shit, trying to break it up so you're not just by yourself in your garage. Hell, I don't answer my phone in the middle of the summer. Well, yeah. Could you imagine it's, in the middle of the winter? That's what, when Everything he just said is exactly why Chris refused to move to New England. Oh, Go ahead, tell, go ahead, tell him the story. Tell, throw me under the bus. You know your mother's watching this show. You know she's watching the show. She Funny already guy. hates. She already he hates me. He came up in April, and there was still a little bit of snow on. There the were piles like, oh, of snow, no. dude. There were piles of snow six feet tall on the sides of the road. There was none on the road, but there was six foot piles of snow in April. I said, "Yeah, we're never living here ever." <laughs> I'd like yeah, to, it, it sucks. I like it really show, does so. suck. Well, but like, like you said, you the, good, see- the good. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, it does suck, but the good thing about it is it gives you a solid four months to really be able to bang out everything that you fucked up over the summer. <laughs> Dude, I say that shit all the time. If it wasn't for winter, I would have the most ghetto motorcycle on the planet. I would yeah. never fix shit. I would never fix yeah. it if it wasn't for winter. Yeah, we call uh, my buddy John at EasyCo. Uh, he calls the summertime hacking season. <laughs> <laughs> you just do whatever you got to do to keep that thing running. See, now there's your mother. There's your mother chiming in. You're a big sissy baby. <laughs> so if you guys are wondering where I'm pulling this stuff off from, the uh, oh nope, the other side, the comment box on the on the side of the screen there. Uh, all you have to do if you have questions, concerns, or you want to just throw a comment up, everybody can participate in that. You don't have to just sit back. Or like Heather's mom, if you want to say something shady to Chris, you don't have a microphone like I do. So just post a comment. <laughs> Thank awesome. you, Judy. It's awesome. <laughs> Ro- Rob Nussbaum comes in from Facebook and says, ask him about mud season. Oh, yeah. What's mud season? Yeah, so I actually live on a dirt road. And uh, 
Once you hit like March, April, May, it is, you better have four wheel drive. Yeah, it's the fifth season. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's much worse up in Vermont. Vermont is like, you better have a lifted truck with four wheel drive. Oh, yeah. But uh, in New Hampshire, we still get it pretty bad. It's funny, actually, because a lot of our clientele um, followed. Fat Man Custom Motors from Boston, and they still come down to New Hampshire like a 40-minute ride. And uh, once they leave the pavement and get onto my dirt road, these guys will go from 30 miles an hour to three miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, they've never been on a dirt road before. It's hilarious. Heather, I, to- I thought you told me the fifth season was ice drinking. No, that's the fifth sport. Oh, that's the other sport, ice drinking. Hell, we got to be more like us down here. We don't need ice or dirt. We just make our own. <laughs> I mean, for Christ's sake, man, got it. Make it. So he lives where Loctite lives. I'm familiar. He lives in Epping, New Hampshire, where they hold every year they hold <clears throat> the grass drags. Yeah. Which is actually snowmobile grass drags. Oh, dude, I want to see that. And that was also the first place they ever did a full backflip on a snowmobile. Really? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. The, it's awesome. Like they grass drag, they drag race their snowmobiles on the grass. They water cross on their snowmobiles. It's huh. like it's such a cool weekend. And it's literally it's just like a favorite. bunch of people sitting around that pond where people are racing on open water just pounding beer. Oh yeah, that. and just waiting for them <laughs> to sink. Like yeah. it's just we have high point it's for a that. Great, it's a great weekend. <laughs> we, we wait for people to get killed on a motorcycle while we drank. So oh. that was that was our that yeah, was our high, high point track, sick. So, yeah. High point sick. <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. So how how can uh, how do people how do people access the uh, Low Life Chopper podcast? How do they keep up with you? Like what? Uh, so Low Life Chopper podcast is heard on every single streaming platform. It's on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, uh, whatever people use for iPhones. Uh, you can pretty much hear it anywhere. Um, we have Little Life Shop Podcast on Instagram with the links in the bio. Um, it's on Loctite Shop Shop and Unicorn Ranch. Yeah, I got the. Uh, I have the Stitcher up now, but that's pretty cool. The the uh, iHeartRadio part. Yeah, so iHeartRadio is like, I thought that was going to be like a big thing once we got on iHeartRadio. Mm-hmm. They suck. Really? <laughs> I think they still have us at like. <laughs> they have us at like episode like 30 and we're like oh, well over 100 episodes no shit yeah so I don't know what the deal is with that they never update it but well, uh, I sure came out with a new song you know you have to wait yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah oh man was that wrong to say am I wrong I, you killed the vibe right there I don't know I don't know if it was wrong or what but Some, sometimes the truth hurts <laughs> all of a sudden you know, great. Usher's going to show up my house and kick my ass so much, tonight. So, so much, so much for us getting an iHeartRadio sponsorship, Mark. Thanks. Well, he just told him iHeartRadio sucks, so I'm with him. So. Right on. So, got to bring up COVID because everybody, you know, we're we're facing the fact that we're probably we're probably heading into the long winter that the politicians promised us. Yeah. So what yep. are you? Uh, what's it like there? And what do you? What are you looking for for the future for the get through? Uh, so I'll say this, COVID absolutely kicked my ass during the Greasy Dozen build. Um, I could not get parts for the life of me. It was it was a battle, um, it, which is weird. Uh, New Hampshire has been like one of the lowest states in the country through the whole thing. And really? then um, 
yeah, right after the election, we've been like literally been not wearing masks. It just that's not a thing in New Hampshire. And then right after the election, they mandated masks and like a five hundred dollar fine if you're not wearing it in public. So it's starting to get crazy here now, which is sucks. But I mean, yeah. can't really do anything about it. it. See, you know, and it bothers me. Like this is, and and definitely not the arena for talking politics, but just the just the part of. The fines and the like, some of the shit that's going on, man, it that worries me. It worries me where we're going, you know. Especially, I, I mean, God, in, in your I'm state, the- your state motto is "Live free or die." Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm just hoping that we can at least get back to some kind of normalcy next year and actually yeah. be able to have shows because this year was a shit show for trying oh, to get to a if show. If we don't get to do motorcycle shows and motorcycle stuff next year, I may kill someone. People are going to start Just riding, that. I think. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you I'll tell you what we'd like to do, man. So, we have this we have this studio truck now, and it's our goal to to get around to places and like come into the shop and do shop stuff with people. We do a, a, another program called uh, Grease and Gears Garage. And yep. we we want to come up especially because of where you are. You know, we're up there a few times a year visiting family and seeing the grandkids and everything. We'd love to come, you know, into the shop with you and do some stuff and, and get an episode of Grease and Gears Garage done. You have to done. time it right because the van's not four-wheel drive. Yeah, the van is not four-wheel drive. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's a, it's, a freak, it's a freaky bitch in the bad weather. It is. Speaking of in bad weather, if you're heading down to Florida the next couple of days, we're supposed to get some serious snow here in two days. <sighs> Oh, when are we going to leave before that? No, no snow. Tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah, we're not leaving before two days. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow, Tuesday night, Wednesday. So, All right, man. Well, listen, we're going to uh, we're gonna cut you loose. Thank you so much for being here with us. And um, I definitely look forward to spending some time with you in the shop. Um, yeah. Go check this cat out. Hit him up on the on the social media. Listen listen to the podcast because like I was saying, it's it's raw, man, and like other people are telling us, it's like hanging out in the shop. It's like sitting there with some guys in the shop. It's a good time. You definitely dig it. Uh and I guess most importantly, vote for you guys for media release of the year. Yeah, so I was gonna say that. I guess a couple of guys tried to do that. They said the link was broken or something. Oh, it's as far as I know, it's up and running right now. We're getting votes in. Let me go look at it right now. Let's see. We'll do. Look at this. We'll do this live on the show. No, don't do that. In case I screw something up. No, if it's broken, everyone's going to know about it right now. Look, we can all see it now. There it is. (laughs) Yes. All you got to do is hit your votes here. They just they have to complete the whole thing. Yeah, you have to complete. Doesn't accept it. You have to complete the whole. Maybe that's what they're doing. Yep. They're probably just trying to go. Yeah, and do it's hard to get these guys thing. to follow direction. <laughs> That's right? awesome. That's exactly how I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, most people don't complete stuff they start. So. Rudy. Rudy is on watching. You can visit me in the shop when you're up here. I am totally down, my man. Yeah. Right, totally Rudy, down. send me your information. Put it in the little cycle source instant messages thing. <laughs> yeah, Rudy is uh, Rudy's about 20 minutes from me. No shit. That's yep. good. We could spend we could spend some time up there then. And uh, do you guys know Chopper Bob? I don't yes. know. Yes, we know Chopper Are these Bob guys all related uh, with their first names Chopper? Chopper Bob had tequila blue in you guys. Is, uh, I think in like the yeah, July. Yeah. Bob, Bob Long. Actually, yeah. my son just ran into him like a couple weeks ago. He was picking up stuff from his shop. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it he's was, about a half hour was, from me, so. Yeah. 
It was so cute. My son drives truck, and every time he sees somebody with a motorcycle, he does that whole proud son thing. He's like, have you ever heard of Cyclosaurs? (laughs) Bob's like, have I heard of it? Are you kidding me? He's like, why? Come here, Junior. My mom and dad own it. He's like, oh, my God. (laughs) Right on. Well, Loctite, listen, man, it's been it's been great talking with you tonight. It it seems like the time just flew by, man. I wish we had some more time, but we'll definitely be looking forward to bringing more from uh, from your shop soon. So let's get together on that. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Keep in touch. I appreciate it, guys. All right, man. Thank you so much. Later. See ya. You know that's uh, that's that's my hope. That's my hope right there. Cats like that, that are just like. Just like we were when we started most of this shit, where we were just like, "Well, fuck it, let's just let's just do something." Then, you know, when when we started Cycle Source back in the day, it was because there were so many magazines that were focusing on the West Coast and the West Coast builders, and you know, not that there's anything wrong with the West Coast, but so much stuff happened in and around the tri-state area, around Pittsburgh, around our hometown, and we were so proud of that that there wasn't something that focused on that. And that's the whole reason why we got started, man. So Well, and somebody needed to get us away from strippers, drugs, and alcohol. Yeah, that didn't work for it, quite a few many years afterwards. Hey, watch it now. It only took 20 <laughs> years. And even better. So he was a super cool guy, and I'm glad we got to know him. But even better, like aside from that, it's how it branches out and the connections that we get to make through oh, these absolutely. interviews. Community. When he first came on... There was a kid, Josh Boggs, that chimed in, and he's like, I was so honored to be able to have a few parts on his Greasy Dozen build. So I asked him, you know, in the comments here, well, what's your shop? He said, throw it up. He says, Steel City Blacksmithing. Steel he's City? literally five minutes from us. Chris. Yeah, really? Steel City Blacksmith's right around here. He, yeah. he just bought a new shop. It's over by Rock Airport, and yep. I've already set it up. As soon as he's settled, we're going to go and By spend Rock some Airport. Time with That's him. right by Mr. Fish. Yep. Are you it's kidding like, me? I'm like, dude, you're less than five minutes from us. Wow. So we're going to go visit with Josh Boggs a little bit here from Steel City Blacksmithing. Thanks to having Loctite on the show. Right today. on, man. Right on. Well, Super cool. I'm trying to it, think who just told me they had. Uh, Somebody was doing some, he was doing some metal work for them. Can't remember who it was. He was, he's actually <laughs> moving over here from Springdale, so. Yeah, Springdale's, Springdale's oh, right over there. It was, too. it was, um, um. The guy with the thing. Him, you know, the guy with the motorcycle. The guy with the it thing. Was, um, you, know. <coughs> you know, the sad thing is they say, <laughs> they say that the mind is not the first thing to go. It isn't. So, Dana. We're sorry. We're in big trouble then. <laughs> hey, man, this is Cycle Source uh, Magazine Shop Talk. We're glad to have you guys here with us for another Sunday evening. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we go live with another episode. Sometimes they're as good as the one was tonight. Uh, we do our best in 90 to 120 minutes, all the bullshit we can fit. Coming to you live from the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio. We appreciate all our friends and family at Dennis Kirk, at Choppertown, at Chop Cult, everybody that helps us with this thing. I think there was a couple more pieces of news that we wanted to get to. Um, one for sure that I have to talk about. This one blows my mind. Oh, boy. So I'm into all kind of motorcycling, so you know, don't be hating on me for, for being a a super bike freak for a minute, but yeah, right. Valentino Rossi bids farewell to Yamaha factory racing after what? 14 or 15 wow, years. 15 dude. years. Isn't he one of the longest, longest running single factory riders he's, or something? 
he's he's definitely like he is he's 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 probably he's probably one of the great greatest racers ever you know what i mean like and and he's always been he's always been on team yamaha um this comes in from mcnews.com as highly unusual 2020 MotoGP season comes to an end one of the sports great partnerships is also ending with the omaha factory racing MotoGP team thanking valentino rossi for his 15 years of hard work dedication and passion unbelievable valentino rossi been a key member of the omaha family during two long terms in his impressive grand prix racing career from 2004 to 2010 2013 to 2020 the factory yamaha moto gp team took this opportunity to share their heartfelt appreciation of the still active moto gp legend as well as the departing crew members and celebrating their remarkable achievements hmm. outstanding so it, it goes on to say that some of his team is uh is moving on to suzuki which is far out Right. So this picture, this picture back here, I love this. Right. So why does he have the wig on? Have you have you ever seen Rossi without his hat on? No, I don't think I ever have. You, well, you'd have to have a wig like this to have crazier hair than that kid. <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, that was the news piece I still wanted to get to. Was there anything I missed for you, Blondie? We we covered um. we covered we covered the. Uh, the BSA. The BSA. That's, oh, that's a pretty huge thing. Royal Enfield. Yeah, let's get to Do that. Do the Royal Enfield piece. So Royal Enfield, and this comes in from Adventure Rider. Royal Enfield Bullet. Trials bike. Yeah, I'm looking. The most enduring tale in motorcycling, they're calling this. So people say they want a Royal Enfield Scrambler based on the company's 650 Parallel Twin. Sorry, kids, that isn't happening for 2021, but we are getting... The Royal Enfield Bullet 500 trials in North America, similar to the other trials models that sold over the past few years. The bike debuted in other markets last year and now is coming to Canada and the U.S. This isn't a true modern-day trials bike. The Bullet Trials 500 is based on a vintage British off-road machines from the days when the manufacturers used the same basic parts to make street bikes and trail bikes. The Trails 500 follows the same formula, using the Bullet 500 street bike as its basis. So it's an Endoro. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That is, man. So yeah, a lot of companies, uh, a lot of companies doing some interesting shit, man. Well, you know, we're looking for the answer for how to move on to the next generation, the next market, the the emerging the emerging generations that are, you know, younger and and have younger budgets. There's uh, companies like BSA and and Royal Enfield are definitely putting up some offerings, man. Good for them. And over to you, Blondie. For what? For oh, what? I don't know. What do you uh, have? Let's see. What do you have? Jonathan LeBlanc says, "Come on, still guessing." I don't. Did we ask a question? I don't know what guessing he's guessing. Something. Not. Not sure. Um, do boys custom polishing and plating? He actually did. The chrome on something wicked, maybe for us. That is super that, rush job. Is that the we, cat we from Milwaukee? To, yeah, we need to go visit him. Yes, I told sir. him we would come up and check out his shop. Yes, sir. Uh, let's so see. here, here's let me let me throw a mad prop out to this cat. Dubois custom polishing and plating. You know when you're working with somebody that is a a good good service provider, when you send them a part that's fucked up 
and they fix it before they do what they're going to do to it. That's right. There was a welder. Yeah. One of my, one of my welds on one of my exhaust pieces broke through and that cat took the time to fix it without even asking me, fixed it, polished it, chromed it, sent it back. Totally badass. Yep. Thank you so So much. We're going to come visit you. Yeah, and that's uh, we're we're headed up to Steve Rose here pretty soon, so that's not Poppy, a far trip. I did notice Poppy, that he Poppy said they only have two seasons up there, winter and road construction. I think that's what he said. <laughs> so you don't want to go up there through either of those seasons. No, oh, it'll be that'll be a good visit though. Oh, he's so much fun. Yes, he the is. The only place I want to have to travel in the winter is either locally or south, like way south, <laughs> south where it doesn't snow south. So there is uh, there is some stuff to talk about here as we get ready to get on the road. I can't even believe I'm saying it. Um, we're headed next weekend to the Wheels of Steel, Central Florida, December 5th and 6th in Lakeland, Florida. We're heading out for a killer show. And uh, we've been talking about this for the last few weeks. What we haven't talked about is the Rick Holman Legacy Award. This is going to be super, super cool. Um, Jason, our brother that's putting this show on, sent me a little update about this tonight, and I'm going to tell you guys about it. So the Rick Holman Legacy Award, sponsored by the Arlen S. Motorcycle Company, was crafted to acknowledge custom builders and artists that build for the love of their art. The winner will award, or the winner of the award will be charged with the responsibility of handcrafting a trophy to be presented to the winner they select in the subsequent year's event. No judges, no panel, and no criteria other than entered in competition qualifies a motorcycle for consideration, and each year's winner is selected by the trophy builder. The caveat is the winner must agree to build a trophy and select a trophy winner the immediate year following their selection. This will be done in perpetuity as an artist-owned award. This year's winner will also receive a $500 gift certificate presented by Arlen Ness Motorcycles. Rick Holman, Jason's father, I'm going to show you a couple pictures of bikes that he built through the years. Um, Sorry, lost my place. Rick Holman built and customized motorcycles and cars from 1971 to his death in 2018. He volunteered and served in the USMC from 69 to 71 in Okinawa and was honorably discharged. He completed competed regionally in Michigan with his radical custom 1968 Triumph Chopper. Wonder who that is there. <laughs> he respected Arlen Ness and would be so honored to have the award named in his likeness and sponsored by the Ness Company. That looks just like him when he's on the show. I, I know, right? Did you notice that? Yeah, look. That looks wonder just if like he's, him. I wonder if he's doing the voice of Klaus right there. <laughs> so this is, you know, I wanted to bring this up, man, because uh, we're super honored to be part of this show for all the work that it's doing in the community and around Lakeland. And uh, and everything that they're doing for the builders, but even this, you know, this is a this is an award mark, like they do in um, in the auto arena, the yep. Riddler, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's really really unique, you know, to have this kind of thing. I know when we talk to Casey at Pinstripe shows, yeah. they have stuff like this, the You Suck Award, and you know, it's it's really cool to see stuff like this going on. And it's really cool to see how close that community is. Yeah. How the builders? I mean, a lot of people think there's so much animosity between shops and builders, and in all reality, there's not. Yeah. You know, these people all are friends and help each other out and do whatever yep. they can. So to hand that down to somebody that you not only know really well but appreciate their work has to be a good honor. You know, it's got to be a great honor. So uh show's coming up next weekend. You can check out the builder lineup. There's going to be some of the, 
you know, top builders from the industry, Bare Knuckle Paul and, you know, on and on, Eric from FNA. So many guys that we've had. There's Xavier, Chop Docs, Flat Broke's going to be there, Hoffman Designs. There's more added all the time, Blings, Thug. And uh, more importantly, this is not just an invited builder show. So anybody can show up with a motorcycle, sign up to be part of the show, and it gets you two tickets. I think two tickets. Am I speaking out of turn? I think that's what he said. Two tickets for admission through the weekend. So come and hang out with us. We're going to be down there. Um, Lots of... Lots of good times, and especially in a year where we haven't had much of that. Speaking it's just going to be nice to be with moto people. Right. Speaking of this year, so even though it was a tough year and not too much shit went on, like we were talking about earlier, the, the uh, year in review is right around the corner. We're getting ready to start working on that issue, and that comes with this year's best of awards. You can participate in this simply by going to cyclesource.com. Right up here in the corner above the on new stands now, you'll see the 2020 Source Awards voting is up and live. You can vote on everything from the best bikes we ran to man of the year, woman of the year, builder of the year, part of the year. Make sure you go and and do your part and participate in a vote that actually is going to count because it does. It's the motorcycle shit. You know what's up? Um, And for anybody that is coming to hang out with us at Wheels of Steel, um, we will have the Twisted T-Dozer on site with us. So you guys can Don't come check that out. Don't register when I'm keeping it. You, everybody register to win. She's not keeping the damn bike. I'm going to build her one of her own, but you're not allowed to keep that motorcycle. What did I tell you? Damn it! <laughs> Whatever. And I think uh, passing the hour mark, that's going to do it here for us tonight at Chop Talk. Mm. I love when we get to meet new people. Right. I'd love to Especially put Especially from my neck of the woods. I'd love to put an extra room on the house right now just so we can visit someplace. Right. We do get to go visit someplace. I'm really looking forward to going to <laughs> Real nice. I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm not hating. I'm just saying. Anyway, man, listen, uh one more time, I want to thank um, Loctite for being here with us, all our sponsors, and especially you guys for letting us into your headspace once a week with 90 to 120 minutes of all the bullshit we can fit here on Shop Talk. And If um, you like it, please share it. That's please share the it. best thing you can do for us. Share, share, share. Lisa Ballard, we love you. Thank you so much for all your support over at Chop Cult. Go check. Go, go check. Chop call out ch- tonight. Ch- there was ch- too ch- many C's ch- in that sentence. I for know me. what it was. You saw Mailman's <clears throat> name up there and you started stuttering. Mailman, Mailman and <laughs> Cheryl. You got all excited. I miss so Mailman. Do you and Cheryl. know that Mailman and Cheryl are already booked yep. for the High Seas Rally? They are coming with us. Oh, yeah. Dude, the High Seas Rally is going to be sick. They well, are. wait. I'm not, I won't be there, but uh, they're going to have a lot of fun there. <clears throat> wait a minute. Somebody asked, What is the High Seas Rally? Oh, boy. Here we go. In Austin, Texas. Your host for the 2021 High Seas Rally, the only biker rally on a cruise ship. I'm super pumped and way excited to be on the ship this year. But what I'm most excited about is the custom bike that I'm building for one of you guys to win. You're automatically entered when you come on board with us. Let's get ready to rock. So yeah, it's gonna be cool. 
it's going to be awesome if you're the person that wins the bike that Xavier is building. But we're doing mini bike races. We're doing a virtual bike show. We're doing Grease I get and Gears to meet Garage. Atkins. <sighs> Chris, okay. do you know about headspace and timing? Um, well, if you mean if you mean well, as it applies to volumetric efficiency or hello. or dynamic cylinder head timing as it applies to flow, you have to be more specific. So, yeah, headspace can go in like forty different directions. Otherwise, I mean, it could go to hey, hey, bro, you got some space for dude, me because <laughs> dude, the <laughs> whole I need some headspace. <laughs> Helen Handbasket. That's where we're headed from here, folks. No, listen, man. David Wasserman, so Hi, good David. to see you, buddy. God, I haven't seen David in oh, forever. Man, we his, miss you, David that, Wasserman. His winter suck party should be coming up pretty soon, oh, right? man. Something. Oh, can we go this year? We never get yeah. to go. David, that would be fantastic. I want the nope. invite. I promise I will be there. <laughs> so we will see you guys in Florida next weekend. We'll see you. Be there. Until next Sunday, same chopper time. Same chopper channel. Be safe out there, Felicia. <laughs> you got me. You got me with that one. <laughs> <laughs>